I'm Micah Boyette, and you're listening to The Slow Way, a podcast about the quiet goodness of pursuing a sacred love that transforms everything, including you and me. This is a little space where we're learning the inefficient gifts of rest, of prayer, and the practice of going slow in a world that tells us our worth is found only in our speed, success, or power. This is a space where we practice paying attention to what's real, the true thing deep down underneath the surface where love lives, remembering that sometimes we just have to stop long enough to notice. This Advent, as we mark the two-year anniversary of The Slow Way, we're embarking on a four-week series I'm calling Believing in Believing. We'll be practicing the same small spiritual practice, not just once a week, but every day together. I think it's going to be special, and I'm grateful you're here, making space to be reminded, especially this Advent season. This is episode 74, Practicing the Way of Mary, an Advent of Believing and Believing. Let's go the slow way. Sometimes when I imagine Mary, Mother of God, I imagine a melancholic, moody girl, a girl with power in her soul, a girl whose yes to the ridiculous idea of God making a home in her was far more than sweet, natural obedience or fear of the divine. Her response was considered. She was capable of saying no. After a couple of decades of working with teenagers, and most scholars assume Mary to have been between 12 and 18 years old. I know what a girl with power looks like and what a girl already crushed by the world looks like. Mary was a fighter. It's strange to me that she is often depicted all sweet and unbothered by the whole thing. The one word we're given in Luke 1 about her experience of the visit of an angel is troubled. Her life is turned upside down. She runs away from her own parents, is rejected by her betrothed. This is not a story of gentle acceptance, glowing ease. Her yes to the Spirit of God costs her everything. And how does she react to this news? She writes a poem. And it's not a poem about rainbows. It's a poem about God's good justice flowing through the world. She quotes Hebrew scripture. She insists that the story of God's work in the world is one of lifting up the oppressed, meeting the desperate and basic needs of the ones in poverty. The song she sings in the first chapter of Luke is not some gentle worship chorus. It's an act of resistance. In her powerful book, The First Advent in Palestine, Reversals, Resistance, and the Ongoing Complexity of Hope, Kelly Nikundia imagines Mary's world of poverty under the oppressive hand of the Roman occupying force in Palestine, and how Mary's courage to defy that tyrannical power is as much a part of the story of Christmas as any angelic song. Quote, From deep pain would come impossible goodness for the world, Nikundia says. In her poem, Mary insists that God's peace would be unfurled, quote, where life wasn't working, where people hurt most, where hope was on the run. 
Here, God declared, here peace can, here peace will bloom. End quote. Mary sings that God's justice moves us toward liberation for the ones who are discarded by society, allowing a girl like her, pregnant outside of marriage, to overcome the shame and humiliation her culture placed on her, to reverse the rules of who gets discarded and who gets to matter. I am certain that Jesus's courageous and wise young mother taught him the power of a God who brings hope to the least of these that it was her teaching that led him to the heart of the good news he came bringing, the blessings he would one day teach in the Sermon on the Mount. The Beatitudes were formed as his own body was forming. The poor and the meek, the grieving, those rejected by culture, are the ones blessed by God. Mary, the teenage mother pregnant out of wedlock, is the mother who shows us an entirely new way to live with the world. As Nikandia explains, Mary sings not only of her own blessing rising above her own humiliation, but also the deliverance of her people. In her song, the proud are bewildered and the strong dethroned, while the humble like herself are elevated into powerful positions. Mary seeks a new kind of justice, restoration, and Jesus would follow her path, learning from his mother that when God brings rightness and justice, the hungry are filled with good things. Blessed are those who are hungry for rightness and justice. We hear Jesus later preach from the hill to the crowds. Rightness and justice are the backbone of the story he was born into. A mother who was humiliated, and still given a voice among the matriarchs of her faith. A woman who celebrates the lofty ones being brought down and the God of Israel ushering in a new way of liberation, one that comes from peace, the undoing of the suffering of her people under the thumbs of Roman occupation. And she does it through song with a spirit of restoration. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. Mary's cousin Elizabeth declares when Mary arrives at her door, pregnant, humiliated, alone. It's Elizabeth's influence that leads Mary to the song of liberation that follows her cousin's declaration. The way of Mary is the way of believing, recognizing that peace is being unfurled through God's long arm of justice that those who are most oppressed are the ones who are most seen by the Holy One, that the story of love in the world is still offering dignity to the suffering, the misunderstood, the shamed, that our invitation in Advent is to hunger and thirst for rightness and goodness in the world. The story of Mary can't help but highlight the current suffering and violence in modern Palestine. Believing the Christmas story requires believing that those living under violence and oppression will be restored. And we can be part of that miracle here and now. A slow practice. Throughout this Advent season, I'm encouraging us to practice a five-minute centering prayer every night before bed or every early morning. 
This week as you sit for prayer, light a candle and focus your attention on a word that speaks to Mary's experience of power, liberation, and belief in the God who fulfills promises. Imagine holding that word in your heart in the presence of the Spirit of God. When we practice centering prayer, we sit in silence, focus on breathing deeply, and whenever our mind wanders, we bring it back with gentleness to the word we've chosen. Set a timer on your phone or on a more old school timer if you don't want the distraction of a phone close by for five minutes and begin. Breathe in. Welcome, Holy One. Breathe out. Bring goodness to the world. Breathe in. Welcome, restorer of broken places. Breathe out. Unfurl your peace. Breathe in. Welcome God with us. Breathe out. Increase our belief. When you're ready to settle into your time of contemplation, use your imagination to hold your word in the center of you. Breathe deeply in the presence of God and return to the word whenever you find your mind drift. When your timer goes off, you can close with this prayer that comes from Kelly Nikandia's words. Where life isn't working, where people hurt most, where hope is on the run, Lord of restoration, may you declare peace. Amen. Thanks for being here. Choosing a moment of quiet and allowing yourself to be slow here is a way of refusing to conform with the culture around us. And look at us. We're making space for a fuller vision of ourselves and others, making space for wisdom, making space for love. That, friends, is no small thing. Big thanks to Jason Boyette for designing our slow way graphic and to the great and good Angelina Marie for editing. My new book, Blessed Are the Rest of Us, How Limits and Longing Make Us Whole, is available for pre-order anywhere books are sold. Pre-orders can affect how booksellers approach my book when it eventually releases in April, and I hope you'll consider clicking on the link in the show notes and supporting me in that way. Also, while you're thinking about supporting me, why don't you share this podcast or my Substack letter with a friend who you think might enjoy it, especially someone looking for a meaningful way to mark this Advent season. Subscribing and sharing goes a long way. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts and now on Spotify as well. Also, I want to hear how this practice goes for you. 
You can reach out to me on threads or Instagram at Micah Boyette. Have a wonderful week. I'll meet you back here soon.